And yes, it is the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Once again, this is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. Thanking you so much for being a part of today's show. But it wouldn't be a Fantasy Football Pater Podcast without my good friend. He is the guru, at least that's what the scores this week are telling me, of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. You got to check out the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast today on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and over 30 different podcast outlets. It is my good friend. Still my good friend, even though he beat me last week. But <laughs> be that as it may. It's Tyler Baker. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. Pretty good week in fantasy. How are you doing today? Pretty good for both my teams. Good. I mean, like I said, if you're getting 130 points in your fantasy team, you know, whether win or lose, that's what you want to do to stay competitive. Sure. Anything lower than that, it's kind of got to worry about your team. But if you're scoring in the high 120s, 130s, 140s, and beyond, like you've been scoring, then mm-hmm. you've really got a lot of good things to talk about and definitely uh, got to take a lot of your advice because right now, man, you are on a roll. Well, it's week two now, and so we're beginning to see who these teams are. You know, coming into the season, looking at a team like, you know, the Browns. All oh, the Browns are awful. The Browns, you know, probably not going to win any games again. Well, they well, tied I, the Steelers, and today yeah. they were a Dan Bailey away from beating the Saints. So I don't think we can look at the Browns as one of those pushover teams anymore. No, you cannot. Was it four missed field goals, extra points? It was two extra points and two field goals. I okay, think. so four kicks yeah. overall. Just yeah, absolutely, just disgusting, De- devastating. And that—that's mm-hmm. that something. Yeah, that does just mean something that you got to go. Just mm-hmm. already, just you know, those are the type of things. Is when he gets to the team plane to head back home, you go ahead as a GM <laughs> you say, you know what? Here's some tickets to go to your home. <laughs> Uh, you're on a different plane, buddy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I don't feel too much empathy for these kickers because you know what? You're paid several hundred thousand dollars a year to just kick a football, mm-hmm. and if you mm-hmm. cannot do it right, I mean, there are those rare times when they have to go ahead and tackle somebody. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. that's when you might be earning your paycheck really, really. But you are supposed to be earning your paycheck getting that ball in between the uprights and four different occasions. Yeah. And you are not getting that ball in between those uprights and just not getting the job done. It's it, There's no excuse, no excuse at all. And I know it hurt a lot for fantasy owners because whoever is interested in the Cleveland kicker knows that they're probably going to get a lot of extra point and field goal opportunities. If they are anywhere consistent, they would probably actually be – they would actually have a higher – or better than average kicker that was available to them if it was actually someone competent kicking the ball. Yeah, and the Browns are doing some good things. Getting rid of those distractions, I think, would really help Cleveland. A rookie named Antonio Galloway really stepped up today and showed that uh, he could do some of that down-the-field work. Because with Landry there, Landry is magician in the middle. He is a possession receiver, excellent receiver. And the more balanced this team gets, the better they're going to get. I will say this, when it comes to Cleveland, they are still looking like a sub-500 team for me now. Mm-hmm. But once they learn how to win and mm-hmm. get over that hump, they remind me a lot of the Philadelphia 76ers in basketball. Mm. The 76ers were a losing team under Sam Hinkie as GM. They really they really bought them out. They, 
They really just went ahead and tanked at, at but got draft picks after draft picks. Mm-hmm. And they started to build slowly from within. They got themselves a good coach. They were willing to lose and lose a lot early. And wouldn't you know, they the team grew. They got pieces around it. And look at them now. They're one of the best teams in the NBA East. I see that similar type of scenario mm-hmm. with the Cleveland Browns. Not yet, but someday soon, Cleveland fans, you are going to have yourselves a really good team. Well, and I think what we're seeing now is them turning the corner. You're like, I'm not saying Cleveland's great. Uh, I'm just saying that they're not the Cleveland that we've seen for so many years. They're starting to turn that corner and it's exciting to see. It is indeed. And it, it is indeed. But there were a lot of other games that were out there that a lot of other action besides of what went on in Cleveland and the headache that was their kicking game. Mm-hmm. What other things stood out to you? as far as this weekend in the NFL? Well, the last time we talked, we talked about um, Matt Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo having bounce-back games. We saw those games. Uh, we talked about Amari Cooper having a bounce-back game. He did have that. What really stuck out to me today, though, was Fitz Magic. And we talked about him last time, and I said, you know what? Don't get too excited. This is a Saints defense. It was not very good. And completed over 80% of his passes against the Eagles. And he was throwing dimes in that game. So I kind of poo-pooed it a little bit. But after going out and do that, doing that against the Eagles, I think you have to respect the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually a, a viable fantasy play now. And the weapons around him, Deshaun Jackson, the consistency that he's able to connect with him, especially some of those routes down the field and getting him into space, that brings Jackson back into the fantasy relevance. So I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have a pretty big decision to make when Jameis Winston is able to come back because last year the NFC South sent three teams to the playoffs and none of them were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And here we are at the beginning of this season. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 2-0. and They're leading the division. What they've got right now is working. And I think when Winston comes back, he might be holding a clipboard. Funny. Did I not hint that the last time around? <laughs> you did. You did. But but you know what? When he came out and did it against the Saints, it was like, you know, okay. But he did it against what I think is one of the top five defenses in the NFL. You have to stand up and take notice at this point. Absolutely. You were right. You were right. Patting myself on the back here. <laughs> Yuckaneers no more. And they've yeah. got not only one, not two, but three premier wide receivers Mm -hmm. that you need to put as far as either a wide receiver one, two, or flex Mm -hmm. in right now each and every week until they prove otherwise. And like you said, Fitzmagic is back. It's there. And two of his three career 400-yard games have come in the past two weeks. So that might be something a lot of people need to key on. Whatever it is they're doing, it's working well. Even if the fact that they're maybe their defense maybe allows a lot of points themselves, it doesn't matter. They're scoring at a high rate, and things are looking good right now in Tampa Bay. Well, well, for, fin- well for fantasy purposes, them having a bad defense is really a good thing. That means that Fitzmagic is going to have to air it out, and that means Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin, uh, it means those guys are going to be targeted a lot. Even O.J. Howard got a long one today. That's what I was going to tell you. They're, they've got a lot of great options Right now for Fitzmagic, I just want him to keep calling him until he yeah. proves otherwise. <laughs> and he's done a great job and more power to him. And like I said, I if, if I was the coach of Tampa Bay right now, I would not take him off that seat right now. He is you, you can't. Well. You can't do it. No, you yeah. can't. 
another quarterback that's even hotter. Ooh, yeah. Hotter than, uh, than Fitzmagic is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you what right now, he has played at a level I did not even think he was capable of. So really, I was off the beaten path with that one. You were a little bit more in tune with that. Six touchdowns mm-hmm. so far this weekend. Ten touchdowns overall this season so mm-hmm. far out of, after two games. Just a truly incredible number. What's going on in Kansas City that's making everything click so well for their passing offense? Well, Mahomes has a rocket of an arm. I mean, he has a cannon. And uh, when you've got a guy like Tyreek Hill that can get downfield and you can hit him, oh, that's that's something defenses have to take notice of. He managed to get Travis Kelsey involved. 10 targets, 7 receptions for 109 yards and 2 touchdowns. That's what you expect out of Travis Kelsey. You didn't see it last week. You also didn't see a lot of Sammy Watkins last week. Sammy Watkins had 100 yards receiving too. So um, Mahomes is showing that he can get all of these pieces involved. And much like Fitzpatrick, Mahomes has a lot of really good weapons that he can go to. That's true. He does have a lot of offensive weapons he can go to. A very, very good design that from, from whether it's Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, uh, just so many different options. Sammy Watkins played extremely well today. Travis yeah. Kelsey, the list goes on and on there in Kansas City. So if anybody has anyone on their offensive set as far as quarterbacks, wide receivers, running back, and even tight end, look to start them at least mm-hmm. in the near future. That's pretty much the beat that I'm getting right now at this time. Sure. And much like we were talking about Tampa Bay, the Kansas City defense is not very good. And so they're going to get scored on. And that's going to put Mahomes in a, in a position where he's going to be able to make some things happen downfield. Oh, and he's pretty good at running the ball, too. <laughs> so I noticed that. And that definitely gives him that dual threat option, which I know uh-huh. a lot of people such as myself like when it comes to selecting a quarterback. On the other end, you have someone that's also done a great job in passing, but the fact is it took away from what could have been a very promising running game, and that's in Pittsburgh where it looked like it, it was going to be nothing but pass after pass after pass. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before from Ben Roethlisberger where he gets a high volume of passing attempts, and that means actually a good thing for fantasy owners if they have him as their quarterback. He threw the ball 60 times today. And that's not a record for him. (laughs) I think it's probably the most attempt so far this season. I mean, it's only week two, but that means really good fantasy production. Unfortunately, the Steelers right now are having some issues. They're having some issues on defense with tackling and scheme. Antonio Brown seemed disgruntled today. So there are some issues that Mike Tomlin is going to have to figure out because this team and the Steelers have always been really good about playing down to their opponents and then coming through when they're, when they're facing the top teams in the league, they need to find some consistency and they need to stick with what they do. Well, a balanced offense is what they do. Well, they did not have a balanced offense today. James Conner only ran the ball eight times and as good as Ben Roethlisberger is, if you want to win football games, uh, you need to have a balanced offense. They almost came back and won, though. Almost, almost, but almost only counts in horseshoes. (laughs) Speaking of something that almost counts like horseshoes, we had another tie. (laughs) Just the NFL just does not get it. What's going on? What was going on in Green Bay? Just I I can't. And and more kicking woes on top of that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, we didn't know if he was going to play. He did. Wasn't super productive in this game, but he did enough to put up 29 points against a good Vikings defense. This was a really good, this was a really tough matchup for the Packers. Vikings have an excellent defense and they gutted it out pulled out a tie, but again, it, it, it came down to some kicking woes, and that seemed to be one of the themes in uh, week two of the NFL. Could have been worse. You could have had a player retire at halftime, but we'll talk a little bit more about that <laughs> later here. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmos show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. Buying or selling. So okay. this is always one of our favorite portions of our show. So... I'm going to ask you, my friend, buy or sell Ryan Fitzpatrick again? <laughs> well, you don't want to buy when assets are high, but if you have Fitzpatrick, you I think you have to play him. If you manage to pick him up for the waiver wire, you have to play him at this point. You're 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 not gonna you're not gonna trade for him because uh, you, you know Winston will be there. You know, hold, holding the clipboard, and I I can't imagine it, it it would be more than two bad games before they would put him in. But I won't say buy him, but I'll say play him if you got him. I wouldn't I wouldn't try to pull off a trade for him because you're going to end up overpaying. I think because he's hot, he's really hot. So buy or sell AJ Green? Oh, you know what? Um, you know, three touchdowns is kind of fluky, but he's AJ Green. Now he's going to have good games and bad games, and he does have the red rifle throwing to him. And, you know, there's some consistency issues there. But Joe Mixon is going to be out for a couple of weeks. They will have Gio Barney Bernard in there. I think Gio Bernard is a, is a very capable running back. But I could see a situation where they're going to lean a little bit more on the passing game. And Andy Dalton is always looking to throw the ball to A.J. Green. So as high as A.J. Green's stock is right now, if you can get him, get him. Buy or sell Eli Manning? Is it time for him oh, to go out to pass? It's, that's another guy who needs a plane ticket to an alternate destination. And it's so sad because watching Saquon Barkley, he is a phenomenal running back, absolutely phenomenal running back. Odell Beckham Jr. is arguably one of the best receivers in the league. And it's just a shame to see Eli Manning just fumble this all away. Now, they do have some problems with the offensive line. It got banged up more tonight. But, you know, Eli Manning has been on, the, <laughs> has been on a, a downward spiral for a couple of years now. And with the second pick in the draft, the Giants decided to get Barkley. I think that that was a good move, but you, they really have to start looking for a quarterback. Now, is it time for him, like you said, for another destination or just really to just retire and join his brother in all those commercials that he's doing? I think so. I mean, he's had a good career, won a couple, couple of Super Bowls. Nobody can ever take that away from him. But 
he hasn't looked good. He didn't look good, look good last year. Year before last, he didn't look good, and he's not looking very good this year. I mean, he was just flat out missing throws against the Cowboys, and it's just a shame because uh, I mean, Evan Evan Ingram, another excellent piece on that offense, Sterling Shepard. I mean, there are some really, really good players on that offense, and then you've got Eli Manning, and it's just it's kind of sad. Buy or sell Blake Bortles as a number one quarterback Ooh, on your team. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that that's Jackson... the one I was saving for last there for you. That's the one I was saving for last. Yeah, yeah. When you have an excellent defense, you can do a lot of things. And I really liked what they did tonight. They did not have Leonard Fournette, but they came out with a nice short passing game. And there are some young receivers on that team. D.D. Westbrook, Keenan Cole is the other one. And did you see that catch? There was a catch down the sideline where Keenum Cole just reached up kind of behind him with one hand, grabbed the ball, then brought it over the, over the defender and brought it in. It it, it was Odell Beckham-esque. Which but, seems to be the trend that everybody's trying to duplicate. Sure. Well, when he made that 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 catch, I mean, it, it just set the bar so high. So now every catch like that, every one-handed extended catch is going to be compared to that because that catch that Beckham made was just so incredible. But in Jacksonville, you know, Blake Bortles is not making the mistakes that he's had or not made the mistake. He's not making the mistakes that he has made in the past. And he's got some really young, very athletic receivers that if he can get them in space or get them downfield in stride, really good things are going to happen. I don't know if I like Blake Bortles from a fantasy standpoint, because again, when Leonard Fournette comes back, I think the offense is going to move around him. They're still going to want him to do as least as they need him to do. So you don't want Blake Bortles throwing the ball 60 times like Roethlisberger did today. So I don't know how much fantasy production will come from uh, Bortles, but in a game like today where they had to put up some points against the Patriots, he did a really good job. He was, he was very efficient. So is this the end of the 90-yard passing games from Blake Bortles, or do you still see like some <laughs> sometimes where, like you said, because of the reliance that they would like to have on Leonard Fournette when mm-hmm. he comes back healthy, do you see a coming back to the norm for him, meaning you, he should me, – well, in other words, he meaning he should not be a number one option for your quarterback. No, I think Jacksonville's smart, and I think they're going to ask him to do just what they need to ask him to do, and that's it. I don't, I don't think that they're going to put the team on his shoulders and expect him to win every week. I, that hasn't worked for them in the past. They've got a good thing going now. They're undefeated, and I think they're going to continue to use Blake Bortles as least as they have to. All right, and last thing I'm going to hit at you with, my friend, on mm-hmm. today's program – are there any available fantasy football options you believe right now in upstate New York in Buffalo or in the Phoenix area in Arizona? Are there any options that you think should be starting on your fantasy football team? Mm, you know what? That's difficult. I think David Johnson is is definitely one of the best running backs in the league. But as long as Sam Bradford is their quarterback, uh, it's just not going to happen. I mean, it was dismal. Didn't he have less than 100 yards passing today? Yep. I, I'm, 
I mean, it, it, that is just not acceptable for an NFL team. Um, and uh, but that might be a good uh, a good trade target if if uh, if the David Johnson owner in your league is not happy, maybe try to pull a little trade, you know. And and uh, because I think that that is going to come back around because the reality is they did not get him the ball. Uh, he didn't run the ball at all in the first half. How do you have a guy like David Johnson on, on your team and you don't give him the ball? So they're going to have to figure that out. I think that they will figure that out. It's no secret that he's the best player on that team. But, I mean, today he only ran the ball 13 times. And he was uh, barely targeted in the passing game, and he's the best player on the team. So there are better days for David Johnson. Uh, I would recommend trying to get him on your team. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Look no further than Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun, or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale game, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. And we're back with the Fantasy Football Pater podcast. I know, Tyler, you wanted to get in some final thoughts for this week as people go ahead and make some roster changes, look at the waiver wire, possibly think about some trades. So mm-hmm. share us some final thoughts as far as what you're looking forward to making or what, what things that you're trying to suggest to fantasy football players out there as far as some changes or things they need to look at this week before NFL Week 3 starts. Well, it's a very important part in the season in that now we've gotten a pretty good look at at who these teams are, how these fantasy prospects for some of these guys are starting to pan out. Uh, So now's the time where you want to be aggressive on the waiver wire. It's only two weeks in, uh, so we don't know everything yet, but we're beginning to see how these offenses are going to start looking. I would recommend if you have a free agent acquisition budget that you would start spending your money now. If you have a good spot on the waiver wire, priority list. You need to go ahead and uh, spend it. But first, I want to look at some of the entries from this week and how maybe at least in in the short term, you can better your roster by working the waiver wire. Devonta Freeman is out. Uh, He's going to be out for week three. Probably pick up Tevin Coleman. Make sure you have him. LaShawn McCoy has a rib injury. He's questionable. He's probably doubtful versus the Vikings. Even if he plays, it's going to be absolute mess. Behind him, there's not a whole lot. There's Chris Ivory and Marcus Murphy. It's going to be some form of a running back by committee there. So maybe not a lot of fantasy value in that Buffalo Bills running game. Marcus Mariota is questionable. He has a bruise to a nerve in his elbow. And so what that's doing is that he's having some some numbing, some tingling, and is not able to really control the football very well. Now, with that type of injury, there's not a set amount of time to where they know that he's going to come back. He's going to come back when those symptoms subside, but we won't see him before that. That really detriments the entire Tennessee offense. So you might want to be wary about playing your Titans. 
Alshon Jeffrey is still questionable. He was limited in practice last week. He's going to be limited in practice this week. We'll know better on Friday if he's going to play. But we do know that Carson Wentz is going to play. So if you've been holding on to Carson Wentz, now's the time to go ahead and feel good about playing him in week three. Joe Mixon is going to be out for two to four weeks. He had a procedure on his knee where they're going to clean it out a little bit. That's going to open up the door for Giovanni Bernard. I would feel pretty confident in playing Giovanni Bernard this week. If he is available on your wave wire, go ahead and get him. You're going to get at least a couple weeks of production out of him. Probably solid running back two numbers out of Giovanni Bernard. He knows that offense. Um, they trust him. They know what to expect. He's not as talented of a runner as Mixon is, but he understands that offense and he knows how to play. Dalvin Cook has a hamstring injury. They are saying that it's cramp-related, but we want to keep an eye on it, make sure that he practices this week. We'll check back on Friday. If he can't go, Latavius Murray might be a good pickup. A lot of fantasy players went without Greg Zerline. He was hurt in pregame warmups. No word yet on how long he's going to be out, but it doesn't look like he's going to be playing this week. So be sure to check the bottom half of your roster. Make sure that you don't have Greg Zerline. Josh Gordon is now a New England Patriot. That's interesting, but honestly, for fantasy, it's we'll just have to wait and see if he can get on the field. If you still have him on your roster, I would say he's probably droppable at this point. If you don't have any really needs on your team and you can kind of have a roster spot to burn, sure, keep them. It could happen with the Patriots, but the Patriots is one of those no-nonsense teams, and it seems like Josh Gordon just brings a lot of nonsense with him. But it could be something that's advantageous if you stash him at the end of your roster, whereas in weeks five, six, seven, eight, as he becomes more accustomed to the offense, could be actually... A slight chance, mind you, a big offensive threat for you going forward. Sure, and if you have a deep bench or if you, if your team is just humming right now, doing really well, you have solid backups, and you have you know that last spot on your bench where you really don't need to do anything with it, sure, have him. I would not go and get him, especially if you're going to be looking for help through the buys. The issue with Josh Gordon is he has to earn Tom Brady's trust. And that is going to take time. I mean, you don't want to put a number on it because you just don't know. But I guarantee you Josh Gordon is not going to show up and just all of a sudden be a great target for Tom Brady. Tom Brady is very specific with what he wants his receivers to do, whether it's on option routes or timing. Quarterbacks and wide receivers have to learn you know, where to place the ball and how to react to coverages. And even though Josh Gordon, I guess, technically is a veteran, he hasn't, it's not like he's been playing football for the last five years, you know, and, and it's, and it's not like he has a wealth of experience to draw from. He really doesn't. His, he's been around for a while, but he hasn't actually been playing football we might see Josh Gordon come on or begin to come on maybe in the second half of the year. But if you need someone to play now, or if you're looking for depth through the bye weeks, I don't think Josh Gordon is a very good pickup for your team. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. If you want to ask him questions direct and get a lot of feedback from other fantasy football owners, check out the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group today. Just join up, and there's over 200 fantasy football fans just like you 
ready to go ahead and share their thoughts on any trades, waiver wire acquisitions, or any other questions you might have when it comes to fantasy football. And don't forget, check out all of our great stuff today on this Pop Culture Cosmos channel as far as not only the Fantasy Football Pater podcast, but also his appearances on the Pop Culture Cosmos show and the PCC Multiverse as well. So, Tyler, it's going to be another great week coming up here in the NFL. Any last thoughts before we check on out? You know what? I, I would like to give a lot of nuggets for people coming the waiver wire, but it, it, it really is specific to your league and your team. So you would really have to go to the Facebook group to get tailored advice. But there are some names out there. We, you and I talked about Matt Breida couple weeks ago when uh, McKinnick went out and we said, hey, you know, long-term, Breida's probably going to be the guy. He had a really good game on Sunday. I I still think it's going to be a little bit of game script as to when he is going to be most effective, but you can see who the better talent is. Uh, There's another running back situation going on in Denver right now where uh, Philip Lindsay has actually been a lot more productive than Royce Freeman. Philip Lindsay has been a lot more productive than Royce Freeman. I don't know if that continues, but Lindsay is certainly somebody that should be on somebody's roster. I don't know if I would necessarily play him over Freeman, but there was a little bit of a game script situation where Denver was behind most of that game but there's definitely a timeshare and it's really interesting that the undrafted free agent who wasn't even invited to the combine is now splitting time with third round draft pick also want to look at the you you and I talked about the Jacksonville receiver situation Keelan Cole is a guy that is available in a lot of leagues but also Dede Westbrook is available not sure if you want these guys to come in and start for you because again that Jacksonville offense really is going to run through Leonard Fournette when he's healthy. But if you're looking for some depth on your bench or maybe for a bye week fill in, one of those guys would be really good. John Brown seems to be coming on in Baltimore. That could be a really good play, but you have to understand that while there's a great upside, there's also a very low floor with John Brown. But if he can stay healthy and if he continues to show a good rapport, with Joe Flacco, John Brown, I think pound for pound is one of the better receivers in the NFL. Also talking about Josh Gordon leaving, that definitely opens up a void there in Cleveland. And you and I uh, briefly mentioned Antonio Galloway. I think that he is certainly worth a pickup. He looks like that he is he played 81% of his snaps last week. It looks like that he's going to be an important part of the offense going forward. Now he is going to be a number two behind Landry, but for those down the field shots, Antonio Galloway showed that he can make plays downfield. And there are a couple other wide receivers, DJ Moore and Carolina, I think is going to start coming on. Now he's not somebody you're going to pick up and immediately play, but if you want to do like a preemptive pickup, if you have an extra spot on your bench, DJ Moore, I'm also looking at Christian Kirk just for the reasoning of Arizona has got to do something there. They're going to have to bench Sam Bradford. They're going to have to get Josh Rosen I know he's a rookie and maybe he's not ready, but there's no way that they're going to win with Sam Bradford. And in the NFL, you have to win games. 
with Larry Fitzgerald being slowed down with a hamstring injury, he's not going to be getting that much practice time, and that could open up the door for Christian Kirk to work on his rapport with those quarterbacks there in Arizona. So there's a couple of leagues where I've got a bench spot, and I'm going around picking up Christian Kirk. And there are a couple backfield situations that look like that they are just an absolute mess. Indianapolis, those three running backs there, it's just kind of a mess as far as looking at fantasy production and also in Seattle, it's just Seattle offense is looking pretty bad. And both of those backfields in Indianapolis and Seattle, I'm just recommending people stay away from those backfields. You don't necessarily have to drop these guys because if an injury pops up, you might find some value there, but there's no way you're going to start a running back from Indianapolis or Seattle at this point. Nothing's better when grilling your favorite meal than adding some delicious Wheelie Q rubs, seasonings, and gluten-free barbecue sauce. Made with the finest ingredients, Wheelie Q products pack a ton of flavor to your meals, whether it's ribs, chicken, steak, hamburgers, fries, or vegetables. To get your hands on some of these tasty Wheelie Q items, Head on over to www.wheelieq.com and a portion of all profits made will go into finding a cure for spinal muscular atrophy. Pop Culture Cosmos listeners, act now and get 15% off your order just by entering the promo code POD1, that's P-O-D and the number one at checkout. For the tastiest food on the grill, nothing's better than Wheelie Q items today at wheelieq.com. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. My friend, it looks like it's going to be another great weekend in the NFL. You've certainly given a lot of fantasy football owners out there a lot to think about when it comes to fantasy football. I appreciate you taking the time to give them this update and some advice. And again, if you have any questions, you can always email us, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com, or send us a direct message via popculturecosmos, Humanica Media, Game Source on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. But the best place to go is the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group. Tyler is there waiting for you, just going ahead and, and answering questions from fantasy football owners just like you. And that's the best way to do it because it's so difficult to give just generic advice because you could have an absolute stud on your waiver wire and maybe just not recognize the name. I mean, it's really interesting from league to league what players just kind of get overlooked. And so check out the Facebook group, take a screenshot of your roster, take a screenshot of who's on the waiver wire, and I'll personally help you find some gold there. Awesome indeed. So again, we just appreciate so much you being part of the show, my friend. And like I said, any last thoughts on uh, just uh, how well you're going to be doing this weekend in the NFL? Any good feelings as far as it's concerned? (laughs) Well, as far as fantasy, uh, you know what? It's a long season. Each week you just have to do your best to make the best decisions that you can. And I was thinking about it today. I don't recall for as long as I've been playing fantasy, I don't recall ever being in a league where I went undefeated. It's just so rare. 
so you're going to lose games. And even if, even, even if right now you're 0 and 2 in your fantasy league, there's absolutely still hope. You can still turn it around because it's really interesting in fantasies. The teams that start out hot are not necessarily the teams that finish well. And it is all about how you manage your team. And that's what we're trying to do here at the Pop Culture Cosmos and at the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. We're just trying to help people be better fantasy players and help people manage their teams because it's so much more fun to win at fantasy. Yes, it is. But please just don't retire at halftime. That's all I ask. <laughs> I, I know. Vontae Davis. I mean, and I, I don't understand how you can go through the, the grueling aspect of training camp and getting yourself into shape and then just get halfway through the second game and, and, and say, you know what, I, I'm just not going to do this anymore. That's tough. That's really tough. Well, with Nathan Peterman and Josh Allen throwing more to the other team sometimes than they are their own team, and yeah. seeing the lack of success in Buffalo, sometimes it's just not really that hard to figure out. And getting back to LaShawn McCoy with his rib injury, he had a pretty significant rib injury. I think it was two years ago. And he went out there and he gutted it out and, and he played. I don't know if they're going to let him do that against the Vikings because for as crappy as that offense is, at least they still have LaShawn McGoy. At least they still have a bona fide playmaker. And if he's hobbled going up against the Vikings defense, ugh. so even though he's questionable and even though we've seen him play through this type of injury before, I'm very weary about playing LaShawn McCoy this weekend with rib injury against the Vikings. I can see that as well. My friend, it's always great talking to you. Always great getting those updates on fantasy football. And, of course, it's always just awesome to have you a part of the Pop Culture Cosmos right here at the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. <laughs>